Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Uploading Podcast. Whenever the flagship. Oops. Oh, we didn't discuss I this. I had a joke. I had a joke no, as no, well. No. Well, we. Well, we, we, oh no! We can do both. We can do okay. both, and then we'll let the viewers, the let the listeners rank them. Okay. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> the number one podcast of filming yourself doing crimes. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, whenever something <laughs> goes wrong with your computer, it's Leprechaun's fault. Uh. That one was. I don't like that because that's a personal attack against me. <laughs> it's not right now. It's not an attack. It's like developing oh, yes. the blame onto somebody else, and it's relevant to what was just happening. Yeah, we're having we're having issues. At least I have with my computer, and I don't know why. It's partially fixed now, but also it got worse. Um, I don't want to talk about that now because it already costs like two hours of time and a half hour too, two and a half hours actually. I, I just saw that. Ooh. Took a lot to get fixed, but thankfully it is, and it should be right as rain <laughs> until next week. So yes. wonderful. <laughs> next week it's also World Penguin Day, which is a cool idea. That's fun. That's that's a good idea. World Penguin Week. That's when everybody has to switch to Linux. <laughs> and not fuck up their computers from some random fucking BIOS error. <laughs> it's also National Hug... It's also, by the way, 25th of April. <laughs> Didn't even say that yet. That is World Penguin Day. And also, it's National Hug a Plumber Day. Do you think For that holiday was started Mario. by Mario to, as a passive-aggressive hint to Princess Peach to stop baking cake and, you know, take it to the next level? It's time for it pie. Some basic physical <laughs> intimacy, Peach. Please. Yes. I've done Maybe. so much. I just want a hug. It's also... National Zucchini Bread Day, and I don't even know what zucchini bread is. And I refuse to learn. May it burn in hell. <laughs> oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> a hot take for no reason whatsoever. But I'll stick to it. Zucchini bread. Demon food. And then also, what do you think of National DNA Day? Creepy? Like... <laughs> What the fuck are people doing with my DNA on that holiday? Why is there a holiday dedicated towards DNA? <laughs> That's gotta be set up by like a mad scientist, right? Just like searching for DNA samples for his clones. I think it was because when the whole human genome was sequenced. Oh, okay. As far as I'm getting from this, yes. As well as the discovery of the double helix, which is what the DNA looks like. Mm, so yeah, it does make sense that this day exists, but okay. So Two a bit weird. of DNA 69 themselves all the, well, not all eternity until they then stop doing that and find a new partner to 69 with. Uh, it's time to move on skyping to the science loop things that we have. Don't, don't, that's 
That's not how DNA works. Um, well, I mean, okay, but I mean, it's not one to one. But it's not like I'm like outside you're the not completely arc. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a thread there, and it's not a tenuous one either. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Did I just blow Silas's mind? No, I just hate it. <laughs> Please go away again. Also, I, I have to point this out, people. We start recording, well, we're supposed to like start preparing for this at 10 of my time. Mm. And today, Sod wrote that he would be late 30 minutes. Indeed. And then he was late by 53. Indeed. I had to so, spend a lot of time chewing through a particularly tough burger. Uh, if that's one thing that's worse than being late is saying that you'll arrive at a certain time late already and then being late for that. <laughs> In my defense, it wasn't a hard 30 minutes. It was 30 minutes or so. Well, you arrived at 30 minutes or so, yes, but that... That gives you like plus two minutes also. Plus two minutes, I imagine. Yeah, that's that's like that's like German standards. German, German, incredibly strict German standards. Maybe five, but like holy shit, that's like pushing it. <laughs> I know, like okay. find an increment of like what's it? It's not also meaning another thirty minutes. Not then, no, but like. And 10 either way, oh, like I could be 23, sorry. 40 minutes late, or I could be 20 minutes late, you know? Both of those are insane. Indeed. To a German. <laughs> well, anyways, I've, um, moving on into, um, we have a big show today. We have six plus one extra topic. So yes. strap yourselves in, people. Some a quick information that I just want to throw out there. I've added a new line to our description. Um, actually, I did this like a few weeks ago. It's just a basic link to our hosting company's privacy policy page. Mm -hmm. Just if anybody wants to know what they use of your data when you download an episode, you can now find that in the description. Mm -hmm. I think that could be valuable to some people who want to know what's happening. We didn't have that before, but like we've had this for like two or three episodes now. So delightful. Just a quick heads up for that. Um, yes, I've started learning Rust. That's my next rambling topic. Um, some of you people know, especially the ones following me on Twitter, know that I know a bit of programming things i can do a bit of c and also a bit of assembly code and c is is pretty good but also it is the worst thing ever because it's very complicated and uh, i don't even think the complexity is the real problem there but the main problem is that the the fucking mental people who wrote the compilers for C++, they just have no fucking idea how to either how to write an actual error message, or they are just putting the most nonsensical things ever into the messages. So, 
do you know what compiling is, Sod? I'm going to use you to try and see what we have to explain to the common listeners. I mean, don't treat me as a common listener in either scenario. I know a lot of obscure knowledge and also lack a lot of basic stuff, so... Like 30 sexy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, Thought okay. that was an older model. But I do know what the daisy chain is in dirty terms. <laughs> Anywho. Ah, oh, God, no. I, I, It's a word I've heard, but I've never looked into the details of what it actually entails. So I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay, so... When you write a program, you write it in the programming language that humans can read when you learn how to do it. It's going to say, like, I don't know, oh, if X is greater than Y, then do this. And it's going to, compiling is basically the act of taking that human readable code and then translating it to the exact words. I'm going to say words, exact code that your CPU can understand because it doesn't speak normal words. It just uses numbers. That's basically what compiling is, just translating it from human to what the machine can say. That actually is rather straightforward. The thing, though, is you can make mistakes when you code things. And when you make a mistake in C++, it's just going to say some fucking dumb thing. Usually it's going to say... Oh, fuck. I had two shit examples. It's going to say, like, oh, invalid constant or something. Or it's going to say expected primary expression. And then you're sitting there and you're like, what the fuck does this mean? And also, it will show you a little little arrow everywhere else in your code because it's, like, confused or whatever. And that sucks. That's bullshit. So people have been raving about how awesome Rust is. It's a pretty new language that mm. not many things are used to use it. Not many things use it. It's the hipster it, of coding. Actually, kind of it is, yeah. <laughs> that's not a, <laughs> that's not even wrong. Um, it's used for similar things as C++ and all other system-level languages because, well, it's also very fast. But the main difference is when you make a mistake and try to compile it, it will make the most sense to you in your life. It will. It has the most awesome error messages that you've ever seen. It will go like, oh, you've written, I don't know, three dot 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 five to say like, oh, from three to number five, but you have to put two dots because that's what we do it will explain to you Hmm. exactly what you tried to do and why it didn't work and also show you examples of what you should do instead and it's actually fucking awesome that's way better than having it say oh expected primary expression because you honestly that's someone who knows absolutely nothing about coding that sounds divine just amazing it's actually really awesome has to be such you can an upgrade. Probably, upgrade. You can easily learn fucking coding in like in 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 Rust just by looking at the compiler errors, just because it's very good. <laughs> I'm just very happy about that. It's it's a bit different from C, not that much. A tiny bit. Uh 
yes, that's just I'm just happy about that because it's like it hugs you and it it, it talks to you and it's just nice. And then you'll have learned what to actually put there. The only thing I don't like is that you're supposed to use snake case, which is like having an underscore between words. Ah. So if, if, well, in a name, so if you have like, oh, on button or something, you have to write on underscore button. And I think that's really annoying to write. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. It will also correct you if you accidentally write something that's not snake case in a name. And it will also explain to you, no, please do this. So we all use the same coding style so nobody gets confused. And that's also fucking good again. <laughs> like, just a lot of good quality of life updates compared to what was the other one, C++? Yes. Yes, very old. And that's actually not even like a subjective thing. C++ just has a shit error messages. That's like a running joke. Uh... It's like, what does this kind of mean? There's like this meme with... with Walter White making the drugs, mm-hmm. and then it just says like, "Oh, the C plus plus compiler devs coming up with the worst error messages ever, or something like that." Like, it's the most confusing shit. But enough about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I have two other smaller points. One of them is, I just want to talk about this because it's fucking dumb. I one of the podcasts that I like is the Decoder podcast, hmm. where they do interviews with like tech people. So they'll have also car people now because fucking cars are just computers. So they'll do long, great interviews, usually with like I don't know some executive of YouTube or whatever or Patreon and other tech things. Um, recently they did an episode with the person who used to be in charge of the Foxconn development area in Wisconsin. Now, tell me, is this an actual business zone of some kind? Or is, because when I first saw the name, I thought, oh, a fairy convention. What's the deal with this? Well, no, Foxconn is like the people who make the iPhone (laughs) and all the tech things. It's like the number one tech production company out of, uh, I think, China. Yeah. The people who actually manufacture like most computer things, Foxconn. You don't know that they exist, but they make everything. That's basically their deal. That's right. And they they did this thing with... Donald Trump, where they said, oh, yeah, we're going to make the display factory in Wisconsin. And then they bought tons of land and then built, like, houses and shit like that. And then it was all empty. And, yeah. Yep. Art of the deal. Art of the deal. When I I started listening to that episode, I was like, wow, finally we're getting some answers. And that's going to be interesting. But... Basically, the whole fucking thing was like really useless because that that dude, even though it doesn't work there anymore, he still didn't say almost anything. He just said like, "Oh, thank you for reporting on this. The way you did, you did pretty good." And then they would ask a question, and he would be like, "Well, I can't answer that because I don't work there anymore. So maybe ask them." <laughs> and that's, the whole thing was kind of like a joke because he 
answered nothing really. He would say kind of weird answers like, oh, the building is used as part of our data structure initiative, uh, data center initiatives. And he would be like, what the fuck does that mean? Do they develop things? Do they build servers there? Is it a data center? Oh, it's just part of the initiative. Fuck this. A delightfully vague way of saying jack shit. Basically, yeah. Um, It's an interesting episode, nonetheless, just seeing how stupid this whole thing really was. Or, in a better way of saying, how a corporate executive can dance in the wind. Like, yes ignoring any bit of accountability or explanation for what's actually going on there. Basically, Let yeah. nothing stick to you. Be solid Teflon. Maybe, maybe, well, he said this very often, too, because he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad idea, but he wants to write a second book now because, because the first book only shows how they got to the point of making a deal with the government. And then the second book is going to be about what happened after the deal. And basically all questions that they asked were like, oh, why is it still empty? Why is there no display display factory there? And all of those things will be answered in the second book. That's what he keeps saying. He's like, oh, just wait. And then we can talk about it when the next book is out. So... Uh, there's many factors coming into him not talking, really. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting episode. Sounds like a hot mess. It's still fucking... The whole thing is a mess, yeah. Ripping people's houses down and giving them a bit of money and then have an empty building there with a few people in there just watching Netflix on their job because there's literally nothing to do. That's not good. It is not. That's not good. Imagine living there for like 20 years and or th- 30, I don't know, maybe more living there your whole life in that those towns. And then it's like, well, we need to build five, I don't know, like not 5K, 8K displays there now. Mm. Except they never did. And that's worrying. Oh, uh, well. goodness gracious. I hope this is going to go better for the new Intel thing in Ohio, but I don't think Intel is as weird of a company as Foxconn is, so... I mean... Yay. I think I've said this before, but what's it... um, Uh, What's the word for um, nationalize it or something? Well, yeah, the government owns like a, a sector or at least part of it, a significant part. Like, it, this should just be, like, a significant nationalized, like, development for these essential computer components done by the government as, like, a fail-safe. You know, and also then as a service to people for having a bare minimum standard to judge against and in turn, like, lower the cost of other things that may be, you know, just inflated in value a little bit too much compared to, like, the expense of labor and material used to make them. Yeah, that's what I would prefer over like anything. Like, why why does the government have to make a deal? Just like make your own thing and have people come and build it and build things. You know, 
Well, the deal could be cheaper, theoretically, if something actually happened. Theoretically, yes. But that should be beyond, like, that uh, bare baseline of, like, a nationalized uh, production line that tries to cover, like, at least 20% of demand and maybe can then expand outwards in times of emergency or mismanagement by a company, you know? It's like everything just solely relying on what's it, um, corporate interest, which is, uh, again, solely interested in accumulating profit, is dangerous because they will cut any corner and, like, allow any shortfalls to go to, like, the populace as opposed to the bottom line. They just want money. They don't care about how great the service is at the end of the day. As long as they can get said money. I don't think they actually really got money, though. They got tax credits, which I don't think they could even use because they didn't make anything there. I think, to a certain extent, you can... I know enough about the technicality of what their actual contract was. Not to mention... Like, there's a lot of loopholes in America. I think those tax credits... Might go towards, like, you know, things they could also sold there. Even if they didn't make anything, they can still, like, sell stuff there and might have might have gone towards that. That is uh, worrisome, to say the least. Well, you can go listen to it, everybody, if you are interested in that train wreck of a, of a story. Still an interesting episode to listen to is just very frustrating if you know how good most of the other interviews are <laughs> on Dakota so yeah um, the last point that I wrote down is just that Ubuntu 22.04 LTS has released it's looking pretty good I tried making a video about it and then I failed miserably what is that? um an, an operating system. Okay. It's like the most well-known... Oh, well, it was the most well-known and most used Linux for a long time. Mm. And it's still pretty good and user-friendly and, like, polished. Yeah. Um. Maybe you'll find a video about that on my channel. Speaking of which, yeah, we had, we've had 2,000 views on the channel. That's, that's pretty good. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, Congratulations. It's a good achievement to get. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, so maybe I'll have a newly recorded video on the channel. Um, probably not, but there's enough other channels that will show you Ubuntu 22.04. It looks pretty nice, and it works pretty nice too. It comes with Wayland support now, by standard, and that's good. And now, let's see what Sod has to say. Gladly! Yes, uh, short channels and the Tech Darks as well, but Sod's gaming clip on YouTube. I've been very active uploading stuff there ever since I figured out how to upload <laughs> vertical videos. <laughs> Got all nice now. Won't see it for a few days. Well, maybe by the time this goes and you check, there'll be a few ones instead of like graphics there, which have a little 
like I said, black screen in it at some stage. I now have an image underneath that uh, is constant throughout, which is helpful. But yes, it's a lot of them have blown up quite a bit. I believe there's one with over a, a thousand views, and one of them, and a lot of them regularly get close to or over a hundred, depending on the platform. Like a lot of them are like nice. over a hundred now on TikTok, which is very nice. And I have several uploaded. I've been getting very good at maintaining that. And I do want to give a special shout out to Genesequa. I always refer to him as Ozzo for short, but awesomely, awesomely only as well known as yeah. The the, the name is deliberately what the hell? deliberately a mind. I will copy and paste that for you, so if you can figure out how to pronounce that. But I just referred to them as Oslo as short. It was um, but they did recently change it. It's along the same vibes, but still made more sense in the first iteration to call them Oslo, and I'm sticking with it now. I'm just sending it in the recording uh, site we have. You tell me how that should be pronounced. But yes, they've been very good at uh, clipping things for me. I just pull or then go make tighter clips myself based off. And I'm very appreciative of them. Thank you very much. So, Silas, what do you think of that name? Trying to understand. I think... Maybe that's a German name because Jonas... You, yeah, Jonas is a German name, but I don't think you're right with a Y. But it could be awesome, awesome Jonas, also known as. Keep in mind, this is like a, a pun well, upon a pun. Got- it's now added awesome into it. I can't remember what the original was, but still, it was. Um, it's a lot, but I love it. It's a weird name, yeah, and that's. Like my YouTube channel, my my old one, my on well, not my old one, my right now inactive one mm-hmm. that I use for Minecraft things, which is called which is called a guy called Silas. That's a similar weird name. I will say it's like <laughs> names like those that always stick out in chat that make it easy to remember people. I had a dude who I like watched his streams and for like a year he didn't realize what it actually meant and he just said agu. And <laughs> 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 when I explained like, oh look, it says a guy called Silas, um he went, Oh <laughs> That was a <laughs> funny moment. <laughs> Did he keep calling you calling you Egu after that? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please keep doing that because it's funny. <laughs> Perfect. Anyhow, on to my other bit of short um, thing. More talk about Elden Ring. Silas, you can't escape it with me. I will keep bringing it into the conversation. Not like incessantly, but it will circulate in from time to time. I have nothing to comment on that, though. I cannot contribute anything. So... As um, is noted down in the short section, Elden Panties. What is there to talk about that? Well, turns out some insidious little hackers found something in the source code of the game. A piece of article that was originally born by a character known as, I believe, Fear, the Deathbed Companion. 
And it is, as the short note would imply, a pair of panties. For some reason, it was taken out of the final release of the game. Cowards. But, here's the problem. Whenever you have, like, unregistered items that aren't supposed to be in the game, Elden Ring recognizes that and bans you from online playing for around 180 <laughs> days. Now you think, but the only way someone could get this is from hacking, right? So, like, what risk is there to me, the average, you know, like, normal person that's not super deep into it, but still is playing through Elden Ring, gonna do the main storyline, not much else, but still have fun, t- fun with it. Here's the problem. Hackers have found this. And they, the insidious little lot they are, have figured out a way to, like, leave it in your game. Uh, rumors of a way to attack you or cast a magic spell that puts in your inventory are floating about, but primarily they can just were able to just drop it in your world, and if you were to run up and collect this pair of panties, well, suddenly, the next time you load into the game or you, what's it, die, inconsistent reports on when the game realized. But whenever it did realize you had this item, you would be banned from online for a pair of panties you couldn't have even gotten yourself through no fault of your own, especially if you're only a console-only player. Because somebody came in via the online connection, which just peak irony right there. If it wasn't for the online, I'd still be able to go online. So, yeah, and it's just becoming a little meme within uh, Elden Ring right now of people just finding panties on the side of the road that because they're not supposed to have it (laughs) has now banned them from online play. (laughs) Oh. Now, as funny as that is, I will criticize like uh, from software because, like, typically it's this is like the countermeasures prevent hackers from like you know buffing their stats, adding items in the game that are overpowered, you know, stuff like that. But the problem is, you may have to delete your entire save game in order to continue playing Elden Ring and not get permanently banned from the online because somebody invaded your world. And gave you a pair of panties. Otherwise, <laughs> I would just like to uh, add, throw my two cents into pressuring, uh, pressuring from software to uh, not do that for this particular item. You know, maybe some leeway is in order given people are able to invade other people's worlds, whether they want them to or not and then provide, via some method, this item that could get them permanently banned, maybe make an exception for these cases, or patch said item back into the game to prevent this workaround. Because right now, there's a lot of people, through no fault of their own, who are getting banned from online play, despite wanting to do it. And just telling them they have to delete the entire save game is a bogus and really deserves pushback. That's a bit harsh. Yep, if it's like at all detected within the save file, if it flags the security measures, well, you're permanently banned from online, or at least put into a cheater pool for cheaters only, despite, again, you not cheating at all whatsoever. It's just nonsense. It's punishing the victims, if anything. And ask for the item. They were just forced upon it. It was just forced upon them. 
Anywho, that is all okay. for that. Just an odd little tale from the world of Elden Ring. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a really weird one, a really stupid one. Yes, involving hackers and panties. File that away for an arc mission later. <laughs> Anywho, moving on to the first topic in today's episode. Topic number one. FAA will revoke YouTuber's pilot license after plane crash video. The Federal Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, has demanded that YouTuber... Trevor Jacob turned over his pilot license after he posted a video called I Crashed My Plane, of a crash that the agency suggests was staged, as reported by the New York Times, in which, uh, in the video, Jacob's uh, plane appears to have an engine malfunction, and he jumps out of it wearing a parachute. In the letter, the regulator told Jacob that he demonstrated a lack of care, judgment, and responsibility by choosing to jump out of an aircraft, and said that Jacob uh, operated this flight to purposely cause the plane to crash. Jacob posted the video in December, and it already has more than already. Like, how old is this article? It's like April? Okay. Yes. And it already has more than 1.7 million views. Like several members of the flight community, the FAA expressed doubt that Jacob about Jacob's choices during the incident. The letter takes issue with the fact that he didn't try to restart the engine properly, conduct air traffic, uh, contact air traffic control for support, or look for an alternate place to land, despite there being plenty of options available. Basically, the agent says he didn't try to save the plane before he uh, jumping out of it. The regulator also appeared to call into question whether engine failure was failure was genuine, noting that Jacob appeared to open the door before the propeller even started slowing down in the video. According to the Times, when asked about the FAA later a letter, which tells him to turn his pilot license over, face daily fines for more than one thousand dollars. Jacob seemed surprised. He responded. Where'd you get that information? And then reportedly stopped applying to emails. <laughs> I, oh my the God. only thing I will say is it could have been entirely staged to the point where the plane didn't even crash. Did Is there proof that the plane actually crashed? Because it could just well, be someone is hiding in the back to take over and properly land the plane okay. after the well, fact. Well, first of all, I've watched that mm-hmm. when it came out. And I hated it back then. Okay. And now this came out, and I still hate it. And if you look at his channel, he has 130,000 subs. Okay. And his videos get between 5,000 and 100,000, well, 5,000 and like 50,000 views usually. Mm-hmm. So 1.7 million is very big for this person. Okay. It's also at 1.9 now, so that's... How old is this article? That much. This article is from like 
Look at look at it. You can click on it. It's like from a few days ago. No, it's like, yeah, it's from two days ago. From the 21st. And they haven't updated from 1.7 to 1.9. Uh, of course not. It doesn't matter. It's it's fine. That's not the main issue. If you look at the comments in this, mm-hmm. uh, on the YouTube video, every single person hates this so much because it's just really dumb. Uh, also, I quickly want to mention, I use the return YouTube dislike um extension oh i should find that as well and that says this video has a hundred and seventeen thousand dislikes so that's uh, a lot more than twenty one thousand likes so people do hate this and the top comment is actually this is literally the reason why youtube removing the dislike button is a massive disservice to the user base and yes this is a bullshit video and yeah basically it's I could not say twelve that minutes better myself. Like, God, I missed the dislike button. Yeah, that's why return YouTube dislike is. This is an open source extension for basically every browser, and they use the data of you pressing the down uh, the dislike button, and then some algorithm stuff to estimate what uh, dislike review uh, dislike number should be. And according to the few YouTubers that have tested this, because the creators still see dislikes, according to the people that have tested this and compared what return YouTube dislike shows compared to what the actual dislikes are, this is pretty accurate. So a lot of people hate this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, It's a 12-minute video. He goes up into the air uh, in the plane. And you can just see that he has like GoPros mounted and on everything on the on the wings, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it makes it seem like oh yeah, I was just trying to film a video, normal video. Mm. And then he just gets out of the plane. He does have a parachute, thankfully. Obviously, he does. And you can actually see the whole thing fall down, and eventually you can see it crash into the mountains. Mm. And also, eventually, you can also see the crumpled up, destroyed aeroplane. So it is actually completely fucked. I will say, like, looking at the plane right now, it looks, like, incredibly hollow. Like, it's barely anything more than je ne sais quoi. Just a bit of paneling, uh, some wings, and just enough uh, strength to hold that engine. But otherwise... Well, that's what an aeroplane is. It's supposed to be very light. No, but like, light even, even more, like, barely any... It, it looks like I could just, like, slap my way through one of those panels. It looks, like, so incredibly, like, worryingly thin. Like, unsecurely thin. Well, that's also an old crap one. Ah, so. well, there we are. Yeah, that's actually... That makes sense. Single-engine planes have to be very light, I would guess. Uh, yeah. But, and if you read the comments, mm-hmm. there's so many people who are like, well, so many rack flags in this, blah, blah. This goes against every single thing that you trained for as a pilot. 
when you have a problem with your plane just jumping out and letting it fall through the air uncontrolled, completely uncontrolled and unmonitored, that's the last thing you would want to do, I would imagine. I'm not a pilot, but just looking at the comments, everybody hates it. I mean And if this is this is true with if this is true with the FAA thing, then yeah, this sucks. <laughs> I mean the worrying part is he already has like a one of those, like, what's it, those arms for, like, holding your phone and recording stuff before he yes. even jumps out, which is a bit of a, a That's hint. true. A hint that this yes. might have been bland. Yes. That's what this comment says. There's one comment by Marg Lutke. Fuck this name. Um, it says so many red flags, but the wrist camera is what really gives it away. <laughs> that is not something you would use to capture footage in an, aer- an in an aeroplane cockpit, but it is exactly what you would use while parachuting. <laughs> like if he wanted to keep it like genuine, oh, God. without like giving himself away, he should have just had a chest-mounted one, just as like an emergency precaution one that he probably would have put into the video if it like hadn't have air quotes crashed you know because that would be believable just in case so you could like clip it all together especially if like again did he have some kind of like black box specifically for the data because how, how do these pro uh, uh gopros like survive to give the data well i mean they're gopros <laughs> They're probably going to survive or fall from that. It's also not like falling super hard. So, I mean, it's a plane falling out of the sky. That's it's hard. Yes, that has a lot of weight and force, but not the camera itself. That is true. As long as the camera isn't smashed literally between the plane and the rock, I think it's fine. Mm. Because it's attached to the plane and the plane slows down because it like crumples up and stuff. That's going to take a lot of energy. Okay. It's not like you've drop the camera itself down it's attached to a giant plane slowing everything down mm. and taking the hit i think that's that's realistic that the cameras are still going to work and have the mm. data on it you know what surprises me though um, is um why did they ever request for the full unedited footage to begin with because it could have very easily just been like cut up a little bit and be more dramatic if it was a genuine incident, but they still wanted to capitalize off of it somehow. I doubt it is genuine, but I'm just saying. Did anybody make a request or? What do you mean with being genuine? Uh, actually, just... if it was, I don't doubt. I don't doubt this is completely staged, but like. Just what do you mean genuine though? Do you if it was an actual plane didn't fall down? No, but like everyone's saying what it was you staged, you know, a staged crash, but it could have actually been, he, it was, he did do everything right, but he just cut it up to make it a little bit more snappy, which in turn made it look like, you know, he did the wrong thing. I'm just, I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't doubt this was all for clout. I'm just saying, did anybody do the dil- du- due diligence on the FAA to think of this and just ask for the full footage? to verify if he did everything properly. I don't know if they did. I don't think it really matters that much because he's promoting himself to almost 2 million people. How, oh yeah, it's fine to just fuck 
all the rules and like let your plane fall on some ra- on some random location. Well, that's what I'm saying though. It's like he might have tried to do everything right. Again, I don't. I do not think he did. It is probably almost certainly the act of showing this this way is already bullshit. Though I would have also taken the license away. <laughs> probably, but. Uh, I'm just going off what they said. He didn't do anything, but at the same time, it's a YouTube video, you know? I make them all the yes. time myself. I know what gets like cut up to make things snappy. Yes. I, I've just but given it a certain things that you There's certain things that you should know that you can't upload that this way. It doesn't say in the beginning, oh, this is fictional. This is not actually... I did follow all though it doesn't say oh don't try this at home I I did this following all the rules and guidelines it doesn't say that in the beginning you would do that if you were to I think oh. stage it in a serious way yeah, there's like it, it says nothing. nothing in the script there's no description so that's why I think that this is just him fucking around and he doesn't seem like a serious person at doing this because there is no description and there's no disclaimers or anything. No pin comments, nothing at the beginning of the video. Usually you're going to have, oh, don't try this at home. Don't do this. This is not real or whatever. Yeah. So if that was the case, I would be like, okay, sure. I guess it's entertainment, like a normal movie or something. But no, it's just him in the plane going up and then, oh, fuck. Well, it's turned off now. Well, time to jump out. Yeah, and on top of that, like, I'm trying to find the one. Do, 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 do. I crashed my plane. Oh, we've uploaded within nine hours of him trying to fight two pro MA fighters. So if you want to see this guy get hit, there's that video. I get. Well, no, that actually gives him watch time. Oh no, monetization. Don't do that. Don't do that. I like how that has 2,000 views, though. <laughs> I mean, it definitely uh, seems like this is the this one video blew up in comparison to everything else he did. So There's another one. I don't know which one it was. Some hmm? random one. I have to see. Uh, most popular. Trailer. Oh, well, he actually did have a few. Train horn prank. Arrested. Okay, so yeah, he's that kind of YouTube channel. Great. My best friend died base jumping. Okay. Oh, so he has a history of this kind of nonsense. Motocross jump near death. Okay. Mm. <laughs> it seems like uh, other than like one or two video, well, maybe three, a lot of his highest stuff is like years ago. I. 20 years in prison as a pro skateboarder. <laughs> Fuck, God damn it. God damn it. Okay. That, I think that might just be like a deep dive into somebody who did go to prison, not him, him himself. Well, maybe. That's that's a funny title. If it wasn't this channel, uh, if if this was the title of some like video essay channel, like fucking internet historian or something, mm. I would probably watch that yeah. but because it's... The dude who dropped a plane, ignoring all rules. Because of that, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> it's also like clearly those channels that seem to try anything and everything without having much cohesion, you know? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, 
first and foremost, before the gimmick, you should always be making you yourself the key feature of the channel, you know? Have people come first and foremost to see you again, as opposed to just, like, whatever you're doing on said channel, making videos about talking things, playing games, or whatever it is. You want to be the key thing you're selling, not just the games and the the interviews and whatnot. But, like, you do want to have some cohesion to the point where if you are going to do, like, significant deviation from that, you can then start up a second channel, which will have a lot of people who are there for you come over to it, and then a whole new audience of people looking for whatever that new thing is you're doing. It's just... It baffles me that uh, some videos on this channel could be, like, eight or nine years old with millions of views, yet he still doesn't have, like, the basic idea how to structure uh, a YouTube channel for consistent success. It's like... Again, like, he is literally trying anything and everything. Yeah, the most random shit. Yep. Like, MAA Fighter, Trevor Jacob Adventure Podcast, okay, started a podcast. Don't know if that's going to go... That is 29,000 views, though, at six days. It's... Uh, he's, There's one video he's a small that's just one. called Don't Trust Stoplights with 700 views. Don't trust stoplights, okay? Uh, I think it's like an American thing where it's like the buttons don't actually work when it's like... Uh, and, then, to them. and then mountain biking at Whistler Bike Park. And also skydiving naked. And then also $10 million home has rats. Good lord. And then also got my own TV show. And then also I like turtles. He's almost died. I've been around people who died in a lot of ways. Also a lot of... And then Canadians are crazy. (laughs) I I think we've gone off the deep end. Oh my god. Don't watch this fucking... Either way, if this is real or fake... The, if the engine actually died or not, it's. I still think that's fucking bullshit what he did. Don't show videos like that. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me check something real quick. No, no, no. On one of his channels, because we'll it'll be good for getting a feel of them, because one of them. One of them. Excuse me. Oh, no sneeze. Sorry about that. Was my best friend died base jumping. Just gonna go in there. I understand and wish to proceed. I get it's inappropriate. View okay. Viewer discussion aside. Dear, uh, so okay. So no warning about dangers or advice. Just dedicated people and a basic warning at the very beginning of it. Like viewer discussion is advised. Yeah, this this long into it, yet no warnings whatsoever. I, I honestly am baffled that channels like this still exist on YouTube in, like, 2022. Like, 12 years after the site's been, like, known for people being able to make a living and a career off of this. It's like, they've just done nothing. God, that's a bleak story. Bleak, sad story. Hmm. Well, these will be a good mean thing for time to come. Anywho, I believe that is thoroughly this topic milked. 
So, <laughs> oh God, I'm such a child. Anywho, what is our next topic, Silas? I don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed off because of the channel. Okay. Yes, we have a next topic, which is also silly, but not dangerous. Topic number two. Startup plans nuclear-powered data centers on the moon. Modern data centers consume loads of power, require extremely complex cooling, and are physically vulnerable to natural disasters and military conflicts. Data centers 10 years from now will get even more complex, power-hungry, and hot. Now, there are several radical ways to solve power and cooling problems. I'm interjecting right there because two episodes ago we did... Uh, snow. Snow eels. As, that was so uh, cool. Yes. That was so Using cool. Using snow to cool the data center and then the warmed up water to... Uh, uh, create a biome fun. for eels to live in. Yes, 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 yes. It, that um, was truly amazing. Ah, oh, God. God, I'm already getting nostalgic about some episodes. Oh, my God. Yes, continuing with the text... But one startup plans to solve the problem by putting the data centers on the moon. And it already has two space flights booked to place equipment on the moon. The end goal is to have a network of servers on the moon that's fed by a nuclear reactor. As it turns out, Lone Star Data Holdings plans to establish a network of data centers on the moon, reports Data Center Knowledge. In fact, the company has already contract contracted with Intuitive Machines, okay, mm. for its first two missions to the lunar surface and to build its first proof of concept data service payload. Thus, building the first data center on the moon. Yeah, the actual Risk Five based machines will be built by Skycorp. There are numerous challenges with installing a data center on the lunar surface. Of course, the expenses associated with delivering the service to the moon are one of them, but powering the service and connecting them to the internet are two other challenges. Mm -hmm. It is possible to use solar panels for the proof of concept, but something more tangible would require a small nuclear reactor. <clears throat> Helium-3 based reactors will be used in the long term, and there's plenty of helium-3 on the moon. While there are no fires, floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, or no, and other natural disasters on the moon, mm -hmm. the planet that's not a planet, it's a satellite, you bitches, has another major problem. Problem problem. Wait, was it meant what I said Was that. it meant to be the plan and that was just a typo? Uh, Maybe, yeah. but the moon is a satellite, so I guess some people say the moon is a planet because they're idiots. Yeah. I get that, but I mean, they may have just said, like, think, may have been Probably thinking of space maybe. and just said, wrote down planet when they already fill, filled out plan, just without thinking about it. Don't be weird. I mean, maybe though, yeah. World association, you know? Well, it has, anyways, it has another major problem. The lunar surface is constantly bombarded by meteorites. Since the moon lacks an atmosphere, they do not burn. 
And hmm. some estimates say that around 1.4 tons of meteorites fall onto the lunar surface every day. Installing service on a continuously bombarded surface is a risk, and it's unclear how Lone Star plans to mitigate it. Well. There's so much to unpack in this. <laughs> yeah, this says peak uh, Techbro vibes, you know? It's like they got a lot of startup money and like, let's go big or go home. Yes. Yes. This is an insane idea. Uh, first of all, I like, I like that they would use Risk 5 based machines because that's a new architecture of how to make CPUs. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, getting away from the x86 and ARM duopoly. Um, not ready for use yet, but okay. <laughs> and I'm going to use it on the moon. What a test run. Another problem is they say helium-3-based reactors. Mm. That Those are nuclear fusion reactors, and that literally doesn't exist as of now. <laughs> and we don't really know when that's going to be available. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they just they haven't... Long term. Maybe they just haven't had the press release yet. It's like, yeah, let's talk about going to moon, and it's like, how will power all this? What do you mean it does exist? We like discovered this. Like, oh, shit, we forgot to do a press conference that we discovered nuclear fission. Oh. No, fusion. Fusion, my bad. Fusion is what we use now. That's the bad type yes. where it uses like uh, where 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 it gives out a lot of uh, heat yep. and radioactivity and stuff and that's what you wouldn't have with fusion theoretically i just in theoretical physics it's just in, it, insanely funny to me to imagine some tech bros figuring out like nuclear fusion and then forgetting to tell everybody and instead just went full on full throttle into putting data centers on the moon to the moon that would be th- th- those would be the dumbest fucking inventors in the world like holy shit well I mean also the smartest as well like logistically no, well, no, the no, dumbest no. but in terms of inventions some of the wow, smartest invented this awesome technology which means you can power every electric car forever yep and also, every fucking house can generate its own power safely forever. Indeed. Oh, let's put, like, one of them on the moon. <laughs> yeah, on the moon. To That's the moon stupid. with this fucking bloody dumb. thing. Um, and to another, think this entire oh scheme is going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars. That could go to, like, affordable housing instead. But no, 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 no. We need data centers on the moon. And need to figure out a way um, to make futuristic technology to power it long term. And why not force fields? Yo, F it, force fields as well while we're at it. To, you know, yeah, stop fields, the meteorites yeah. that are constantly bombarding the satellite. Also, what is this going to do realistically sure it's going to be safe from floods and fires i guess but then i mean uh, on a base level what as would a, you use this for i don't know on the base level as a backup to maintain essential services wouldn't it be a terrible idea if it was more logistically feasible 
But like, there's just so many steps of just like glossing over about getting all the stuff to the moon, building the infrastructure on the moon with robots. Getting the things on the moon is that big of an issue because we can shoot rockets to the moon. That works. We know that technology well, it's for like big, but it's still complicated, and things can go wrong with that. They can go wrong, yes, but we've figured that out mostly now. I know, but like that's mostly is not a guarantee. That's like ships still sink, trains still crash. This is a rocket going to the moon. It is. It's got everything has to go perfectly right in order for it oh, to. Oh yeah, that's true. Be fine. I don't think that's the main issue, though. Yeah, but that's still. just getting the stuff there. It's already a, a Herculean hurdle where everything has to go perfectly right. Otherwise, all that stuff is scrapped. Then you need to figure out robots that are decent enough to build up there. Then you have to either like build underground and find a location to do that. Or, again, figure out force fields, more advanced technology to figure out, along with nuclear fission. And then figure out how to maintain a satellite connection consistently throughout the day with Earth, which will probably involve relay of arrays going completely a circle around the moon. So it's 24-7 contact. Like, I know some exist up there. Circle around the moon. What does that mean? What do you mean with that? The moon ro- rotates alongside with the planet. There would be dead periods. That's not true. The moon is totally locked with the Earth. It always faces the Earth the same way. Really? Actually, they that's did- actually true. Oh, I, uh- Is it called totally locked? It rotates the same way as it moves around Earth. So, so it is facing the same direction to Earth all the time. That's a weird way to say it. It doesn't rotate in rotation to... Wow. In, fuck, I can't, in, okay. in relativity to this, like, this is why I fucked up the recording and I was like, oh, let's just delete it. It's okay, <laughs> it's cool. okay. So basically, if you were to point like a laser straight at Earth, like it would stay in contact. Like it would not uh, rotate it off It would never rotate away. Dang, so much media, yes. like... I've just taken that granted. Like so much sci-fi has presented it as a rotating body, an object. I mean, it is rotating, just not from our point of view. When you look at it, because Earth also rotates, right? So, but they're in sync enough that an a laser put on a fixed point on the moon would not rotate and shoot off into space. Yes, it always shows. The same. That's why it's called the dark side of the moon because we literally can never see the other side from Earth. That's why it's such a big Damn. deal that we've like sent probes around the moon and stuff like that, like in the it's, in the fifties and stuff. I'm thinking of that bloody Futurama episode that now, in retrospect, gets things massively wrong. Well, it's like you know they have to run to stay on the bright side of the moon because the dark side will be absolutely freezing without any sunlight on it. Well, no, that's true still because <laughs> it's not facing the same way to the sun. Uh, it's facing the same way to Earth. Oh uh, yeah, it just like, doesn't light up the moon. It's just like normally, I assume, because Earth rotates, and that was the same reason causing that to a certain extent. Dang, I just. The moon also has day and night. It's just di- <laughs> that's a different issue from having it face the Earth the same I know, direction. But like you assume, 
the dirt rotates, it plays a, a part in when day becomes night. Or it'd be different if it was completely yes. static as well, but... Like, it just I just always assumed it rotates as well. It Nothing. does rotate, my god. Around the Earth, but like... It also re- rotates on its axis. It rotates around itself, like the Earth does. Hmm. It just happens that it's synced up in a way that it rotates as fast as it moves around the Earth. Which is why we see the same... It has to rotate so we see the same uh, face all the time. Damn. Do you not understand that? (laughs) I get it now. Like, I just never thought to question it before because I never took a class in astrology. But yeah, that does make sense. The basic thought of the logistics of it, if it was not moving in that way, but still as a body rotating around the Earth, you would be looking at different parts of it consistently throughout the day. It's never what... And most moons do that. Most satellites do that. Just Natural satellites. It's just not a detail a lot of science fiction has ever gone into exploring. And it's like so advanced, yet such a simple concept, but actually going into the logistics of how this happened is so advanced you wouldn't cover it until like college that it just, i just a lot of people assume it would actually just rotate but without thinking about it or like rotate as you would typically perceive it relative to how we perceive earth rotating something we learn about from a very young age still that's my mind blown by another okay, basic fact I'm, I'm gonna just copy this gif right there this is now a PNG. Fuck you. Don't. Why would you copy a, a GIF and make it into a PNG? We'll put this in the description so you can also look at it. I just sent it to <laughs> to Sod on Discord. This will be added to the description right now. Um, the moon rotates. And there you go. Look at that gif, and then the left one is what we have. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you see? <laughs> Whoops, I uh, muted that. Uh, yeah, it does make sense. It is. When you actually put some thought <laughs> into it, it does make sense. I just never thought to assume otherwise. Yes, so the moon has day and night, separate from Earth. It is cold when it's night. <laughs> but we are looking at the same face every every single day of our lives. Okay. Gravitational locking. Yes. Uh, well, that's I've gone way off track with this. Indeed. Uh, and having Sod not understand basic planetary physics, which is fine. Basic pla- the physics of which... Uh, bodies, uh, objects in the sky rotate around things with larger gravitational pulls, and you describe it as basic. It's one thing rotating around another thing facing the same direction <laughs> relative to the Earth. <laughs> That's not, it's not a whole solar system, so I think, yes, basic is the correct word. I don't think anything once you expand out to that scale is described as basic. Maybe, I don't know. Like, to rotate perfectly sure. in sync with the Earth. 
Like, it is truly just... That's a bit wild, you'd think, yes. yes. But not really. Yeah, probably advanced physics that would explain that, that you'd have to take a course in college to understand. Though, to be honest, I honestly, I'm very disappointed I was not taught this in school. Well, I watch a lot of science YouTube and space. Yeah, I gotta watch more of that. I've I've fallen out the last few years. I loved it several years ago, but I gotta get back into it. I'm still subscribed to all the same things. It's just like uh, the algorithms have been pushing them less and less to me, unfortunately. Also, just reading this right now, the far side of the moon was not seen until 1959 when photographs of... most of the far side were transmitted from the Soviet spacecraft Luna 3. Ooh. So there you go. That must have been the most insane thing ever because you're always looking at the same side. You'd be like, holy shit, what is on the other side? You don't know. It could have been fucking aliens. It could have been anything. Could have been, that must have been really wild. Could have been proof that the moon was an egg the entire time. <laughs> That's a deep cut for Whovians. Well, a deep cut, but, you know, like, kind of a hot take, I suppose. No, that's, let's kill the moon sucked as an episode. That's, that's what that was. Don't, don't say that. Don't talk about weird shit now. It's Doctor Who. It's Doctor Who. Yes, that's not the topic. You've gone so far away. (laughs) I know. That's not even actually related to actual moon. This is about the real moon. I think it's time we move on to topic number three at an hour and 40 minutes. I didn't even say the main problem with this. Oh, my main problem. Oh, my God. We're not even done. The main problem with this actually is it's not asteroids. It's not fucking. Actually, I think they're called meteoroids. Meteoroids, small ones that are. Yes. You know, meteorite, that's a different thing. I don't remember which one is which, but okay. Um, It's not craters getting formed right around the data center, almost getting crushed by falling rocks. It's not fucking, I don't know, aliens stealing the hard drive. I think the main problem is just the fact that it takes a radio signal, mm-hmm. um, which is traveling at the speed of light, which is really fast. It takes that, mm-hmm. I think, 2.7 seconds to reach the moon. And 2.7 seconds to come back. Which means if you visit a website or something that's on this data center, or you play a game on this website, uh, on on this data center, you will have a ping of six seconds. Okay. And that's fucking horrible. That's like the most annoying thing ever for literally anything. What? makes you go what 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 thing what computer related thing or tech related thing takes six seconds after you press a button oh yeah until something happens and then you go oh wow this was a very smooth and good experience nothing nothing i think nothing <laughs> i think six seconds is gonna feel really really long probably you'd probably have to like um prepare, like, commands in, like, batch orders, and then send them out all at once to get stuff done. Yeah, the only reason why I, where I see this could be kind of useful is for, like, I guess, archival storage or something, where you don't 
access it in like real time. So mm. I, I I think this is a stupid idea. Uh, I think what would work is also my, <laughs> on my end what I was thinking. Well, like um, it's just like backups to maintain essential services where you'd have to put very little input on your end. You'd just be relying on sending information down to you, you know? Or like... What would that be for, though? Um, I can't... Maintaining certain uh, banking institutions, should anything happen to them. Uh, maintaining, like, uh, key information vital to humanity. The basic information on how to maintain and sustain, sustain a society. In a case of like um, societal collapse, you can do all of that with just having a data center on a satellite, on mm-hmm. a satellite itself, just orbiting Earth. That is true. It doesn't have to be on the moon. That's going to be way easier. Just have a little well, the thing. Is though ISS like, filled with servers. the moon <laughs> provides a, a certainty, like it will be there in like three hundred years' time. You know, the data center you build on that, whereas, like, satellites eventually f- drop out of the sky. The moon is going to do that eventually, too. Oh, no. But not for thousands of years, so we can worry about that then. And also, you can have... That's what most satellites do. They have, like, a little booster rocket on it and shoot... They can shoot themselves up the fucking... We figured out how to stop the moon from again. falling again. Delightful. Just little boost rockets um, on it. <laughs> that's it, really. That's it. Well, what would you need the fucking moon banking service for when Earth is already fucked, anyways? Because if Moon survives like some fucking asteroid impact on Earth or something, does it really matter? <laughs> I don't think it does. Well. Now let's move on because that was just really dumb. Yep, we went off on a completely deep tangent. Nah. Moving on to our next topic. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> I need a bathroom break. <laughs> okay, yes. Pause it. Pause, pause. Go. Uh, topic number three. CNN Plus is shutting down only a month after launching. Mwah. Sweet, sweet irony. Well, not irony, just failure. Anywho. This must be the the winner on the Go90 scale. Like, holy shit, this is the fastest one yep. we've seen so far. CNS Plus, the news network's dedicated streaming, well, it's hardly dedicated, a service is shutting down before even turning, not even, not even only month, before month. Chris Litch, the new CEO of CNN, delivered the news to his team at an all-hands meeting on Thursday, and the service will shut down entirely on April 30th. Lynch congratulated the CNN Plus team in a memo to the staff announcing the shutdown and said <laughs> that the decision is not a reflection of the quality or the quality or the talent and Context, uh, the quality of the talent and content of CNN Plus, some of which will migrate to CNN's programming or some of the company's other networks. The decision, he said, was about 
a broader strategy. In a complex streaming market, consumers want simplicity and in all services, which provides a want simplicity and an all-in service, which provides a better experience and more value than standalone offerings. Employees will be paid and receive benefits in the next 90 days, he said. Those who don't end up in other roles at the company will get at least six months' severance. Well, that's nice. Andrew Morse, the head of CNN Plus, is leaving the company, you don't say. It has been widely reported that CNN planned to spend about $1 billion on CNN Plus over a few years and has already poured at least $100 million and as, uh, and as much as $300 million into the service. Given the size of the investment, the early subscriber numbers were pretty bleak. Axios reported that about uh, 150,000 people had signed up for the 9.5.99 a month service as of this week. Well, CNBC reported that fewer than 10,000 people were using it on a daily basis. Just how much? 100 million? 300 million? Again, so much affordable housing they could have built in New York City. They named it the CNN complexes. Got a lot of praise and adulation by the local populace just building that. Instead, instead they, without any other way to describe it, piss it away on an app that nobody would want. Because they're already on TV and they're already on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Everywhere else you'd possibly want to watch them and could watch them for well- free. The problem already is that that's not what it is. It's mm. not that you get CNN. You get that, other original shows. Honestly, that just makes the service even worse then. Like, I from think the name you would I've, think, oh, you get... Yeah. From the name, you would think, oh, you get CNN and a bit more. Yeah. No, but, it's just, no, you just that get bit more. more. <laughs> which you want at least the base foundation to be... Oh, yeah, with this, I'll be able to watch CNN live anywhere and watch, like, past uh, segments. Like, that would be feasible. I, I honestly wonder, how much do they actually archive on site? Are they just, like, reusing tapes and erasing things to free up data storage at this point? Do they... If I asked for, like, something to be presented from, like, I don't know, six years ago, would they still have it on site, on file? I wonder. Just, this is a funny story. Yeah, it's just really dumb. Yeah, I have not used CNN Plus mainly because it's not available in Germany, <laughs> and that also might, it's dead now, anyways. That might have also hurt them, you know. CNN, an international brand, you know, people know across the world. They only yeah. offer the app in America. Usually. That's also kind of the problem with, like, HBO Max. Topic number four. Dell's proprietary DDR5 module locks out user upgrades. Dell really wants to be Apple so bad, don't Mm. they? Twitter user IGPU Extremist recently shared photographs of Dell's upcoming Precision 7670 laptop. Unfortunately, it would seem that Dell has developed a proprietary form factor for DDR5 memory. That's RAM Mm -hmm. memory, which the company has baptized as 
the compression attached memory module. Cam. <laughs> so the update path is still there, but only through Dell. My eyes are getting fucked up right now. I have to zoom in on this text. The objective behind Cam is probably to provide a compact alternative to replace two sodium sodium memory slots. The image reveals what appears to be a single-sided module with 16 integrated circuits. Well, not just right chips. That's a weird way to put it. The module features two zones with eight ICs on each side. The design should run in a dual-channel configuration and would indicate that CAM is their substitute for two sodium memory slots. In addition, the marketing material for the Precision 7670, what a horrible name, shows support for up to 128 GB of DDR5. 4800 memory via CAM. CAM helps Dell simplify designs for its laptops while also contributing to a thinner and possibly lighter body. At first glance, it sounds like a better implementation than soldered memory. However, CAM would effectively block blockade users from memory upgrades unless they purchase directly from Dell. Well, pickings will be slim since consumers only get to pick from what Dell has to offer. For the time being, it's unknown if Dell will open the form factor to third-party memory vendors. If no one else hops, uh, if no one else hops on Dell's CAM bandwagon, consumers will have no choice but to pay the Dell premium. Delightful, just delightful. The exact wrong type of competition for the space. I let's look at this from the positive side. They wanted to avoid directly soldering memory on the motherboard because that's the slimmest way to do it. Mm-hmm. But then you can never replace it ever in your life, which is frustrating. That's shit. Don't do that. That sucks. Except for like a phone or whatever. But then developing your own special standard for memory I think that's not a good idea. Well, that's a pretty dumb idea. If it's a special format that nobody else will probably ever adapt because there's already a way better one. (laughs) Or I guess not better because apparently you need two slots instead of one. And that's cool if they've done this. So you can use one slot to still get dual, uh, dual channel performance. That's a... Good idea in theory, mm-hmm. but in practice, this is just going to end up in higher prices for memory upgrades. Like when you Indeed. fucking buy a MacBook or whatever, and you're like, oh, I want plus 16 gigabytes. And then it's like, oh, yeah, $500 more all of a sudden. Stupid. So many things are so stupid lately. Really stupid. Not a good solution, I think. No, I have no. I have many feelings about this. I'm mostly just angry <laughs> and a bit disappointed. But yeah, wasn't there like actually I'm remembering this now. Wasn't there like a initiative from Dell where they were like, "Oh, we'll make our laptops like more repairable now" or something like a few months uh-huh. ago? 
fuck, I have to look that up again. I think that was a thing. I mean, on a technical level, it will be easier to repair damage memory uh, cards. I want to say a do do do. What would be the precise term? Chips. Either way, technically, will be easier modules. to modules. Thank you. Easier to repair them. It's just you can only buy the replacement parts from one source. Yes, uh, that's really dumb. That's not good. Yeah, they had this. They made a special prototype, which was more repairable, and you send up parts. Project Luna, where you can just take it apart and replace parts, and that's good. Um, I guess they've changed their mind. Well, they haven't changed their mind fully. They were just like, oh, yes, you can rep- repair it if you buy it from us. Mm-hmm. Okay, please do the next topic. Otherwise, I will rant for another 45 minutes about this. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Topic number five. Sony reportedly plans to put ads in PlayStation games. Fuck all the way off with this one. Sony is reportedly working to bring advertisements to free-to-play PlayStation games, according to a report by Insider. The ads would appear in games and are meant to give game developers a way to monetize the work and encourage... Okay, if it's free-to-play. Encourage them to continue building free-to-play games. The game in ads... The, oh, sorry. The in-game ads are expected to launch by the end of the year and would appear in... Uh, watching... Uh, advertisements and the ads would be sold through. No, why you skipped one line? My apologies. Uh, would appear in. Uh, sorry, the in-game ads would uh, are expected to launch by the end of the year and would appear in inconspicuous places within games, uh, within the games like billboards. The players could also get rewards for watching advertisements, and the ads would be sold through a private marketplace. Inside the reports. Oh, uh, the, why, why is there a comma there? That's weird. That implies like more is coming, but no, just insider reports. Okay. Sources told Insider that Sony has yet to decide if it would take a portion of ad revenue, but is considering having developers and publishers pay uh, for consumer data. Sony. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Fuck. Uh... Sony did not immediately respond to a request for a comment. Reports of Sony's plans follow news last week that Microsoft was reported to be planning on doing something similar with free-to-play Xbox games, also reported by Insider. Ads in free-to-play Xbox games are expected to roll out later this year, and Microsoft doesn't plan to take a cut of the revenue, sources told Insider. Well... I mean, again, it's just following, like, Sony's recent trend of, like, hey, look, we can do what uh, Microsoft does, but we're going to do it slightly worse, <laughs> which in turn ends yeah. us worse PR. <laughs> slightly yeah. more shit version of Microsoft. <laughs> yep, like, uh, yeah, we're doing the same thing as they are, and you're also not taking any portion of the ad revenue. Uh, backs away slowly, stumbles down the stairs. <laughs> But, but, but on another note, both of these are better than 47.5% yeah. <laughs> in the fucking Horizon world or whatever the fuck it's called, the yeah. Facebook bullshit thing. Facebook, oh, a desperate, God. desperate company 
eager to hold on to any scrape of relevancy they can, despite the fact their user base is steadily aging up. Anywho. I have uh, I have mixed feelings about this. What do you think? Well, for a second there, I thought it would be like PlayStation, uh, what's it, Genesequa? You know, um, first-party PlayStation games, you know, PlayStation exclusives, when I saw the headline. But if it is for, like, free-to-play games, I suppose it is kind of fair. It's a more honest way of, like, them earning money than, like, the time savers and loot boxes and etc. You know, it's like... Hey, this. Well, that's not going to go away, is it? I mean, I would hope there would be minimized and made better, you know, with this. If it stays just as bad, then what's the point? But on a just a base, isolated, hypothetical level, it's a better way than all the scummy things they're doing now, and probably with like big uh, free-to-play games. Like, well, I don't know what success of the PlayStation, but like. Pokemon Smash, if they had done that and made it less egregious to grind out things in that game, but there was some advertisements or upcoming films or upcoming games in that, you know, it's like, okay, fine. I could live with that. I could find it acceptable, even if I wasn't super happy what about fuck it. Is Pokemon Smash. Smash. So, no, Pokemon Unite, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my god, don't you. What well, everyone's doing a smash and pass, including me. It should be uploaded by the time this podcast goes up. Check it out, Sod Passion Projects. <laughs> it's only Gen 1 for now because my computer was a bit slow with loading the pages. But don't you worry. You will know my opinions on passing or smashing or wanting an Anto version because that's the twist I'm doing for every single Pokemon. Whether you like it, well, just whether you like it, because if you don't, you don't have to watch the video. So please stop by. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's for solely free to play games. If it is contextually like they did it in a UFC fighter, a UFC three a while back, where it's like you can get a big advertisement playing in front of the screen for several seconds that you couldn't skip or like on the mat. In the thing you're in the arena you're fighting, but that's a paid game that you paid like sixty bucks for. That's that's not good. Stupid. Yeah, that's passing a line. But if this is something you literally get for free and can pay no money into whatsoever, whilst also maintaining like a certain amount of quality, you know, it's not like very limited features with the out paying for something to unlock like more stuff. Example, just a hero shooter with a good roster of heroes permanently in. Some more that you could buy if you did want that aren't, like, OP busted. But, like, had a fundamental good roster that everyone could play with for free. And it was, like, you know... Also, yeah, there's going to be some billboards in the place. Going to be, like, a TV playing an ad here and there in the background. That you can move in or out of as you please, you know, out of the audio range. I I think that would be fine if it, you know, then took up in popularity and then became a desirable place to market things. No. Could be neat. I just, all I can think of is I prefer this 
to the current state of designing games around like getting people to grind for loot boxes or having to spend time savers and leveling up to get more plinky plinky stuff to get more upgrades and just worry about more making a good game that has a good loop that people want to play that has some ads here and there instead of de- designing it around all of this microtransaction nonsense and then becoming like a, gr- a veritable, a veritable torture ground driving down the whales to spend all the money they can there. That's just what I'd prefer. What are your thoughts, Silas? Well, I don't think paid content is going to leave or get changed at all. That, just based on the fact if that... If it doesn't, then I, all my support uh, for it goes. Like, what's the point? Just based on the fact that if you buy a single, like, loot box for, like, 99 cents... You've already given them more money than if you watch every single ad for the rest of this game's life. Well, and that so, depends on how big the game gets, though. Like, if a game becomes Fortnite levels are big, like I'm pretty sure they're getting more money than just a single loop, a single loot box. What? But not per person, though. Definitely not. I mean, f- at least with we've experimented with ads on this show. And YouTube people say this very often as well. You get like between one and two dollars per a thousand impressions on your ad. Uh. So if you buy a one loot box, that's already fucking a thousand ads that you'd have to watch. Who's going to play the fucking game and look at a thousand TV screens of ads in like... How often do you play that? I don't know, a few hours a day, maybe max. Because you're going to have school or work or something. Well, keep in mind, a key example was Billboard. So you would be just passively seeing these in the background. Not to mention if it was then a popular game and it got clipped, you know, then that would a popular clip next to a Billboard, you know. That's still paying nothing, Mm -hmm. though. I still pay nothing, though, basically. I, I think a problem with that is with YouTube, a- uh, with YouTube specifically, is there's been so much, like, artificial uh, depreciation well, okay. of the value of That's YouTube another ads. thing, yeah. With, like, scandals real and fake and exaggerated around certain things. I, I believe there was, like, one with, like, PewDiePie where just the N-word stepped out and then that happened there. And that was kind of genuine. Another one where it's like, I believe he just wanted to see some people like not do something, but then like still uploaded the video when he did it. You could see when he was uh, watching and reacting to it, he was shocked to actually be hearing the words back. But of course, on that YouTube grind set where you're releasing multiple videos every week, you know, it's like it still got uploaded, which took a hit. And then it was Logan Paul stuff. And then, uh, God, that one documentary one that did a makeup brand and now not people have a positive opinion about him uh, that exposed like a lot of weird and creepy comments on like uh, videos that were uploaded just around certain topics I won't get into here but like a lot of these real and fake and completely unrelated to the site as a whole but just like toxic individuals on it has caused like YouTube ads to be completely depreciated in value when it's like one of the most valuable sources of advertising right, advertising right now. 
it is a, a damn shame to like every YouTuber that like ads pay out so little right now, despite how massive an effect they have for things like uh, video games and like movies and uh, TV shows and whatnot and streaming platforms to get people over to there. Like that's the main way I discover like new shows and uh, you know new games to play or back yes. on Kickstarter. Like it is generally yes. so effective to the point that the price it's valued at is criminally under- undervalued, which in turn just severely underpays like um, Genesis Qua, like actual YouTubers who would stand to profit off of higher ad rates. Just absolutely terrible. We're well, not as much an issue for big creators because they can get actual sponsors. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the problem Little, on YouTube smaller, is... Smaller, mid-tier creators where it's like yeah. they only get so much for it. I think you the know? actual problem is just that Google owns everything in the ad space online. Google owns the place where you go if you want to advertise something. Google owns the place where you go to when you want to put ads on your site. Google owns the only site that you can feasibly watch videos on, and that also uses Google's advertising service for both sides. Mm. Um, it's pretty stupid, and they can fuck with the prices, yes. Yep. But still, this ads don't pay very much. Let's say if, if it's $6 per 1,000 impressions, sure, that's more than two, but goddamn, most people will spend more than $6 on a free-to-play game anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything against that now. I kind of hated the idea, but then reading it again through this, and they're like, well, it's going to be on billboards, and maybe you can set up a thing where you get rewards when you turn it on or whatever. That's the one I if actually have- feel a little bit scummy about, is like, you know... Not just passive ads in the backgrounds where, where it would be kind of appropriate, but and not subliminal messaging, you know? Like, it's, okay, it's a billboard. We f- see ads on billboards instead of some random joke uh, game brand. It's actually just going to be Pepsi or Coca-Cola or something. But like, actually having, like, a reward system for just sitting there and watching ads in a side venue instead of playing the game... Maybe if it was like you could turn it on for like loading screens, that would be fine. You know, if you had the choice to like, hey, let's uh, when I'm in a loading screen, play me an ad so that way I can get some rewards out of it. That would be fine. But if you had to go to a separate thing and just sit down to and watch ads to grind something out, that would be terrible. Well, maybe that just that depends on what the game does, I guess. You could just have it like, oh, turn on ads on billboards, and then you get, I don't know, one coin per game that you play, or fucking whatever. I would be fine with that. You, I think people should get something for the time they spend reading the ads. I am very much a fan of that concept. Uh, I don't have a PlayStation, I don't have an Xbox, I don't really care. So... Yes. <laughs> what do you people think? Tweet at Uploading Pod with your thoughts on Xbox and PlayStation ads in free to play games. <laughs> Can we just buy an ad slot on the PlayStation 5 and an ad slot on the 
on the Xbox, and then we just show the logo of the other company. Yeah. We'll have like an Xbox logo on the PlayStation and it says, This is better, you fuck, you dickhead. Get an Xbox. And on Microsoft we just do the other thing. I would I would probably do that if we had more money. <laughs> Top pick number six. This is one that I actually think is pretty good. Sega is reportedly working on big budget reboots of Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Yes, it's called Jet Set Radio. I had to think, is that the American name or is that the worldwide name? I think it's called Jet Grind Radio in the US, which is a dumb name. No, I, I've never heard to it referred to that way. It's always been Jet Set Radio. So. And like a yes. lot of the viewers I have watched mention it in the past have always been like American. So it's like... No, the first game is called Jack Grind Radio in North America. Damn, no one refers to it as that. It actually is. Well, yeah, that's the fucking dumb name, which everybody hates. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everybody hates it. Sega has reportedly started work on big budget reboots of two cult classic uh, cult titles, cult classics. That's what you hear what you hear way more often than cult titles. Mm. Uh, of two cult titles Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio according to a report from Bloomberg citing people familiar with the plans the Japanese game giant uh, giant wants to create new games that can become global hits like Fortnite and deliver recurring revenue that sentence itself is already really weird because what are they going to do make Jet Set Radio, the open world, real fucking, I don't know, GTA 2 or fucking Fortnite 2, except it's Jet Set Radio. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Vague hints of, yeah. No, no, go on. Okay. Uh, Vague hints of Sega's plans in this department have been appearing for a while now. In the company's annual earnings report for the year ending March 2021, it named Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi as examples of past IP it wanted to utilize through reboots, remasters, and remakes. Other games named include Res, didn't know what that is actually, Panzer Dragoon, and Streets of Rage. The same report discussed an internal super game initiative which Sony executive Shuji Utsumi later explained would be uh, would mean building multi-platform AAA titles with global releases. Hmm. Later this month, Utsumi said, I talk really weirdly right now, it's okay. uh, said that several super game projects were currently underway, and Bloomberg is now saying these include Crazy Taxi and Jets at Radio. The new Crazy Taxi game has been in development for a year, says Bloomberg, with a targeted release of 2024 to 2025. No such time frame for Jet Set Radio is mentioned, and the publication stresses that both new games are in the early stages of creation and could still be cancelled. Just... Two classic beloved franchises becoming free-to-play games. 
Oh, this is the world we live in. Well, it doesn't have to be free to play. I mean, if uh, they want to become a, a source of recurring revenue. That's that's true. But also you can have microtransactions in a $20 game. That's even worse. I don't think that's that much worse, just a bit. No, no, far worse. You pay- in fact, they could have made an entire single-player game with a solid focus campaign for uh, to sell at that price range, or even double that, and people would be happy. But instead, it's a live service that you would have to buy your way into to then continue to grind in order to get items to then continue to grind. It's fee to pay, uh, play. My bad. Um, I've actually read, oh, well, I don't know if you call it read, but I've looked at the annual earnings report that they cite here multiple times. And if you follow me on Twitter, um, you will see many times how angry I get with Sega because they have so many franchises or so many games where they did a single game of and then never did anything ever again. Mm. And that's just really frustrating because they 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 have Sonic, which they can't make good games for. Well, the life of them. And what like, else? They have to constantly then, bring in fan developers to get that off the ground. And then what else do they have? They have Total War and Football Manager, and then and oh two point two point Campus, the fucking yeah weird game that I don't really know or like. <laughs> it's also going off Two Point Hospital and maybe. I'm not sure if this is the same yes, company. Yes, Super Hospital. Yes, it definitely Evil Genius uh, uh, Two World Dominate World Domination has a similar style to it. I don't know if they're made by the same people though. But I, I played that one. I've had fun with it, but it's like you know, I can understand people wanting other things to come way before that ever got a revival. Everybody who's like a fan of some other random Sega franchise that still exists. Sure, Yakuza exists. Okay, I forgot about that. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Is that No, that's not the one that came out. Which is the new one? The new one isn't even on here. Is it called... No, Banana Blitz is the sucky one. Which one is the new one? It's not even on their website. Their I, website isn't even updated. I don't even know. I knew there was a new uh, collection a, released, but it wasn't original. They had a game. remake with yeah, a remake with the original ones from the GameCube, and that's a good remake. They did that, and then yeah, Yakuza, fucking whatever the fuck Troy is, Bayonetta and Vanquish tenth anniversary bundle. Just looking at their website right now, most of these things I don't even know. Puyo Puyo, that's actually that's good. <laughs> Don't judge me for that. Mm. And sure, kind of, that's basically it. Company of Heroes. Fucking, I don't even know what that is. Um, Yeah, they are trying to restructure themselves very much right now because they've lost all the money that they got from, like, shitty slot machines and pachinko machines. And from their resort business, because they do a lot more than just shitty Sonic games. And all of the other revenue 
which if you look at their data is a lot of money that didn't come in anymore because the pandemic happened two years ago. Uh, so um, a lot of divisions like that were just like massively sold off if I remember correctly. Was gutted entirely. We had this on the podcast too, where they got rid of the fucking the whole arcade business. Um, sold it to this random other company. I don't even remember the name of that. That's that's doesn't matter anyway. So I hope they can make finally more good and memorable games. Like they're not dead. It's not a dead company, but they're um they got very screwed. Well, screwed and also poor management decisions and the oh, timing yeah. of certain people so leaving on the number games. one number one of shit management decisions. That's what Sega does. <laughs> yes, everybody, we have a bonus topic, and Sod is going to read that. But mm-hmm. before I have to say that this is actually one that we directly got from. Mr. Murrow Juniper, he just sent this to me and he was like, are you going to have this on the show? And I was like, no, I have not heard of this. So, yes. Eventually it's going to be back, probably, but not for now yet. Not yet. So, Mm. yes. This is uh, Merrick's topic for this episode. (laughs) Bonus. Okay. Bonus topic. Four years ago, developer Gangs at Gangata uh, created a mod for Half-Life 2 that added Crystal from the Star Fox series. <laughs> Sorry, this, Crystal has a history of certain games being developed around her, so... <laughs> How safe for work was this fan mod? Seeing Crystal rock around in a Half-Life game is impressive all by itself, but Gang Ta uh, has now taken his commitment to uh, to that uh, uh, to the bit a step further. He got Crystal's original voice actor Estelle Ellis to re-record Alex's dialogue as Crystal for this mod. Mind blowing. Amazing. Ellis was the voice, uh, the voice actor behind Crystal when the character debuted, uh, debuted in 2002's Star Fox Adventures. That's a game I got to get around to playing. Hello, Crystal. Anywho, she appeared in the other rare developed game of the area, including Perfect Dark. Wait, really? And grabbed by the yeah. Ghoulies. How does it was? It was a cameo or? No, just voice acting. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So I thought when they said she, it was like no, Crystal appeared in these games. The actor. No, okay. Okay, that's baffling. Anyhow. You can have more than one role as a voice actor. <laughs> I, I just assumed it was talking about the character because all of this is based around said character. You know, why go into the other credentials of the voice actress when you're talking about the character being modded into a game and then getting that character's original voice actor. It's I just would assume it was the character you're talking about. Gangster said Ellis was game to reprise her role as Crystal. I've been talking with brackets Ellis off and on for years now. Decided to just get her a decent microphone and we worked from there. 
Uh, Gengtar said in replies to YouTube comments, The mod is still a work in progress. Some lines still haven't been recorded. And Gengstar noted in the comments that he plans to try and set up a different character model for the character. This version of her has very... They jiggle the grooves. Well, I, I, wonder, I wonder why it's... I wonder how she's uh, maintained relevance throughout all the years. I, who could say? It's not like I have never played a Star Fox game in my life until a couple of months ago, yet I was intimately aware of Crystal. No, wait, I can't say exactly that. Anywho, where was I? As for a release date, a post on a Crystal fan site, just a fan site dedicated to Crystal. We all know what's going on here, and we're all happy for it. <laughs> Said that... Uh, am I pronouncing the name right? Gengita? I have no clue. Plans to release the mod on September 23rd, the 20th anniversary of the Star Fox Adventures debut. Good God, a game that came out before... No, wait, that was still when I was... Here. Oh, no, I'm older than this game. Oh, no. I, anniversaries are going by again, and I'm older than the anniversary. Oh no! Oh no! Ex- existential <laughs> dread. Existential dread. Oh no! That's that's how it looked at the end. I was going to say before I was even born. Oh wait, no, I'm older than this game. Ah, ah! Why do you do this to me? What the fuck? Okay. Okay. Well, the thing that's pretty cool about this story is the fact that Alice hasn't really done any voice acting after these rare games. So Alice has done literally nothing. If you look, actually, let me do this right now. I've looked at this and I think she's only done like these four roles. If you look it up on IMDb or something. Let's see. Ah, no. Search the web for that from Google Docs. Delightful. Copy. So, if you go to IMDb, you can see that Alice has done at least as known for one, two, three, four games. And then also has done a few film things. Mm-hmm. And then you notice all of that is done in 2005, 2003, 2004, stuff like that. Except for Rare Replay in 2015. Well, I think which that just reused doesn't even it. have to be. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think that's just reused, yeah. And that means that this actress... Mm-hmm was basically retired from acting until this random fucker came around and was like, hello, I'm making a mod based on the character you voiced fucking literally 20 years ago. Let's just hang out and eventually I'll persuade you into recording new lines. <laughs> well, I mean, I do imagine she's being paid for this, if I am correctly. Probably, probably maybe. I don't know. Well, that's not mentioned, and I don't know if that's uh, important. I don't decided really to just get it. Well, at the very least, he's paid for a decent microphone for her, so 
At the very least, like yes. she has that now at her house to do with as she will. I think this is so funny. They're like, what what mods, what game mods can say like, oh yes, we have the actual literal voice for this person, for this character working on this. <laughs> Not a lot, and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's a cool little cool little story. Hmm. Kind of shows the idea of just try and then see if something happens. I mean, you miss all the shots you never take, you know? That is the old saying. Yes. There's truth to it. Like, do question whether or not it's worth trying to take a shot, but do you keep the other thing in mind as well. Like, You'll often get too drunk and then throw up and hate yourself if you have too many shots, though. So watch out. Ah, uh, Silas's life experience. <laughs> <laughs> me on the other hand I don't drink at all uh, <laughs> you're Irish do you realise that you're Irish <laughs> yes and I don't drink that's precisely why I don't drink I've lived around other Irish people and see how obnoxious uh, they get when they get shit faced funny, funny but like I see like known for the uh, what's it Ghoulies game but it's like uh, sorry, uh, what is Sable Wolf? What is that? I I can't see it, seem to find a credit for her on our main page. The Sable Wolf has broken free from his imprisonment in the statue to wreak havoc on the people of uh, Black Rage Village. Writers. I don't even know if she's actually... Star John Silk, okay. I think someone just randomly attached this to her. IMDB. IMDB. How bizarre. No, it says French translator. Oh. Saber Wolf. Fair enough. So, so I imagine that kind of. That's why, I don't think, that's why it says additional crew mm. on the Estelle Ellis page. Ah, completely missed that. My dyslexic eyes. But still, I have to also, imagine. It's fucking gray. She's been gray on white. Uh, yes. Been working behind the scenes for what's it? Uh, Some time, you know, just like in these production roles that just haven't been getting credited. Or, well. Either that or got married and yeah, the bread looked after kids while the breadwinner was like, like what's it uh, work? I suppose that could be another option, though. It's just like, at this point, it's like, oh, a 17-year gap from any notable credits whatsoever. So she's clearly not maintained in, like an acting profession. So I, it, it is just curious where she's ended up. I have to say that it's probably only curious because, you know, je ne sais quoi. Uh, just tied to such... Holy shit. Tied to such an, you know, f- uh, famous character. I found... I'm going to listen to this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I found on the YouTube channel Crystal Archive, 
from 2015, I found a Estelle Ellis interview episode, which is an hour long. Mm -hmm. And looking at the timestamps somebody put in the in the comments, it has it talks about a lot of things. Uh oh. Uh, so, in a good or bad oh, way. No, uh-oh. This is an interesting, it's going to be an interesting episode, I guess, of whatever the fuck this is. Random interview of the Crystal Archive channel with Estelle Ellis. That's a pretty, actually a pretty cool idea. Doing an interview with Estelle Ellis. <laughs> or having, just looking at this, just listening to this apparently she also gets asked before ending mm-hmm. uh, what's gonna happen in the future future plans for Estelle so you'll find out there from several years in ago 2015 yeah over seven years ago I'm sure I'm sure those all those plans are still just on her way oh god well, I hope no, not that's gonna be interesting though to see like what's actually happened it's go. It goes about like oh, Estelle's background in life before Rare. First game role in Star Fox Adventures, doing motion capture for Joanna Dark in Perfect Dark Zero. Uh, what did other people do at fucking uh, Star Fox? Other people that worked there as well. Is Estelle surprised by Crystal's popularity? <laughs> uh, would Estelle voice Crystal again? Things like that. I think that I'm mm. going to definitely listen to this. So, sure. Yes. Well, I think we already know the answer to that one. Just not for an official project, it seems. At least not yet. But Well, yes. Yes. It's complicated because, like, Nintendo owns the right to, rights to it, but anything you'd want to see continued on would be, like, the... So what was the name again? Star Fox Adventures? You want to be in that style, which they have not designed a game like that for Star Fox in quite some time, so... Because I've been at Passion Sword on Twitter, just start for short for you fellas at home. Uh, speaking of, like, monetary incentive systems, I recently just added a just, uh, the, uh, just the tip level <laughs> raising uh to my patreon do consider that also find me on like youtube and uh twitch and trevo because silas blows me into it under the na- username uh sod passion gaming where i stream pretty regularly also like i said pokemon smash will pass on uh sod passion projects coming this uh sunday so it's already out for you so enjoy thank you very much I'm not going to say anything because you know where to find everybody. You know what the description is. Yep. Click on those link trees and follow them through every link. Thank you. Okay, it's all working. Leave again. a sub. Leave a sub on the feed right here if you like this. Leave a rating as well and send us an email at uploadingpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you in the next one. Have a good rest of your day. Goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, you're not gonna go through the whole mm. fucking thing. <laughs> okay, ta-ta, Vida Zane, until we meet again. Bye-bye. Okay, now that I insist on that you say it every time, then I know we're done. Good. <laughs> oh.